I invite you now to open your heart and your minds uh, to receive the witness that Randy gives to us tonight. Thank you, Pastor Sherry. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for being here uh, this evening. We really appreciate uh, you being along this journey with us throughout all these Lent opportunities we have to worship on Wednesday nights. Uh, and I'm very thankful that they asked me to do this, and I'm very thankful to be here with you tonight uh, as we wrap this up before we get started with Holy Week. And uh, what I want to say is you're going to go with me on this journey, and as we go together, you'll see places that we were on uh, and in, and uh, you'll experience some of the worship times that we had. Uh, we'll more or less have a worship service together where we sing, we gather, we have communion virtually together, uh, and then we close, and we'll read scripture, uh, and we'll sing, and we'll shout it from the mountaintop. So uh, come along with me as we go, uh, and we are talking about our trip that we went on back uh, last summer uh, to the Holy Land, and if you can start the slideshow, you'll see, <laughs> there we are, there's my wife Elizabeth and I, my stepmom Mary Lou, uh, and Michelle, her friend that went with us, uh, and we had about 49 of us total, uh, 50 including our guide Mike, and as we drive, we see just gorgeous countryside coming from Tel Aviv as we head towards Bethlehem, uh, just beautiful scenery, until we started getting closer and closer. And as we got to the Palestinian border, this is what you see, is the wall. And all of a sudden, the beautiful countryside, the idea of traveling to Jerusalem and the Holy Land and Israel got real. And as you can see, uh, the wall is extended pretty high, and uh, you can see some city on the other side of it. But from that point, we went to a checkpoint as we crossed over into the border in the Palestinian territory. And during that checkpoint, uh, a young man, young woman, I don't know, couldn't have been more than 17, 18 years old, uh, straight out of high school, came on board, full combat gear, machine guns, flak jackets, uh, made sure that we were all okay, and got off the bus. And it was an eye-opener, to say the least. Uh, and so uh, you'll see as we get in our hotel, it's going to be in Bethlehem. It's the Angel Hotel. There it is. And there's also a courtyard uh, inside. It's kind of a U-shape. And that courtyard on the inside uh, just has a great atmosphere. And some, once we got there, several people said, Randy, why don't you bring your guitar and come down and we'll sing some songs and we'll do a little worship that evening. Uh, so you can see this is kind of where we were sitting. And uh, for the whole trip, I brought the t this guitar with me. And it's a six-string ukulele, so uh, it can travel really easily, small in the case that uh, fits in the overhead bin in the bus and in the plane. And uh, as we gathered in the courtyard, they said, why don't we start with Away in a Manger? And that would be great. So we, we sang together. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. And that's when I realized we're sitting in Bethlehem at the hotel under the stars in the sky that looked down where he lay the little lord jesus asleep on the hay and i realized that's what this trip is going to be like 
uh, it's not just us singing and us seeing some really cool places in history. This is about where Jesus was born. It's about where he lived, where he witnessed, where he spoke, where he preached, where he taught, uh, where he was crucified, died, and resurrected. And uh, in, a, in a nutshell, that's how I felt uh, this whole entire trip as we witness to his worship and to our worship together. And I'm going to continue showing you a few pictures. We started the next day. We got in the bus drove down to Jerusalem from Bethlehem. This is our guide, Mike. And we went to the places of all places at the top of uh, the Mount of Olives. And you can see the olive trees there as you go down into the Kidron Valley, up into the walls of the former temple, the uh, Temple of the Mount, uh, and then uh, the Dome of the Rock and the city of Jerusalem. And we continued on down this path. And there's Mike. This is the path. Now, obviously, there wasn't sidewalk and walls and everything, but this is the path that they walked from the Mount of Olives down uh, into Jerusalem that Jesus would have taken on Palm Sunday. And as you go down through, uh, that path leads you to Dominus Flavit, which in Latin means the king or Jesus wept. And he was sorry for the future of Jerusalem and where he saw the city's future going. And as we go into Dominus Flavit in the grounds, you can see the olives trees there. We followed the path along. And there's a sanctuary there in Dominus Flavit. And uh, there's Mike talking about the history of this. And as we went inside, just beautiful. It's gorgeous, very ornate, lots of mosaics and stuff around on the ceiling. And the acoustics are just wonderful, which as a musician, that's the first thing I notice is the acoustics. And then Pastor Sherry turns to me and says, Randy, do you have a song we can sing? And I went, uh, uh, um, I'm just coming from the Mount of Olives, and we're just walking down the path that Jesus took. And I, you know, I, I have no idea what to do. And so Mike says, uh, why don't we sing Alleluia? And I just wanted to show you what that was like that first day when we were inside. took my breath away being involved with this in this place and time and seeing the places that we went. Uh, and as we continue down the path, we go from uh, the Mount of Olives into the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, where a lot of places you go and we went throughout the trip, there would be you know, a place underground, which is where we wanted to see with a church built on top of it and a church built around it and you know, uh, gardens or, or, or areas around that. Uh, but this was pretty much like the exact Garden of Gethsemane that was there in the time of Jesus. And these are some of the olive trees that are thousands of years old. And then we got to this last olive tree, and it is over 2,000 years old. And that was there in the time of Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying. 
And uh, it just made me realize, uh, if we can go to the scripture, it's uh, scripture, Romans 12, 1, which is one of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible, that uh, reads, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. I realized that as we were going through these places, that we were really living out Christ's worship, Christ's life in our worship time together. And that's how, that's how I saw this whole trip, because, you know, <laughs> you can say on a much smaller scale, we're sacrificing our bodies, we're walking over two miles in the hot sun, going up and down lots of hills. Uh, but also you can say that we're communing together, we're experiencing, experiencing the spiritual side of everything that we saw together. And, and uh, as Christ lived out his life, he presented his body as a holy living sacrifice in the same way. So you can see where we go from the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, this is kind of hard to envision, but if you turn it around the other direction and you're on this side, the Garden of Gethsemane is all the way down these steps across the Kidron Valley on the other side. And when Jesus was arrested, he was brought across and up these very steps. These are the exact same steps. You can see a lot of them have been taken, but that they brought him to Caiaphas's house after he was arrested on Thursday, Monday, Thursday night. When you got into Caiaphas's house, you can see the, the mural of uh, him being arrested. Then this is Caiaphas's house, and there's a painting of the same thing where he was brought to be judged uh, and then held in a holding cell and then uh, brought the next morning before Caiaphas and then sent eventually to Pilate. And as we went into that house, we walked down a set of stairs, walked all the way down to the bottom. And we got down to the bottom. This is the holding cell that uh, theoretically, and this is where they believe Christ was held when he was waiting to be judged that Friday morning. And while we were in there, we all sang together, it is well with my soul. So I want you to join in with us and sing that together. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my love thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul, though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul it is 
with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, hold oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. His nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. It is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul and Lord haste the day when my faith shall be my side then clouds be rolled back as a scroll the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend, even so it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Amen. Uh, I tell you what, it was a really, really amazing experience to sing that in that holding self. Unbelievable. Um, and as we left there, we continued on our journey in Bethlehem. Uh, this is the uh, Church of the Nativity, and uh, if you can see there, this is one side of it. It's hard to see the other side all in one picture, but this is the Greek Orthodox side where you go in, and we did. We all went in, and uh, you can go down into the catacombs, go underneath uh, the stairway, and underneath is the place where Jesus was born, uh, where they uh, have attested to the fact that he was born there. They've built a church around it and on top of it and, you know, this building on top of that. But uh, not only is that there, but the area where they have laid the manger. And it was really amazing. But we went out of that and on the other side of it is uh, the Catholic section. And uh, I put this in here because it just, it meant a lot to me as we went through the week as uh, part of my witness. And I'm hoping I can get through this. But my grandmother was super, super important to me, uh, my nana, and her name was Mary Catherine. And this is uh, the Santa Catarina, or St. Catherine uh, Cathedral. And uh, she was from Italy, and she's the one who really introduced me to Christ and uh, opened my heart up to be a Christian. Uh, and you can see, as we go in, um, she was very Catholic. We're a big Italian Catholic family. And this was just a gorgeous, gorgeous worship area. And I could feel her presence in the church with me when I first walked in. And we went down underneath the catacombs and in that cathedral. And there is a, a, a 
I guess, a, a sanctuary or a shrine uh, to St. Jerome, which uh, is the one who was responsible for translating the Bible into Latin or the Vulgate. And he was also really instrumental in changing uh, the times in medieval times of the opinion in women in worship. And, and when we were there, that actually has a common wall with the other Greek Orthodox side that uh, uh, is where we just visited where Jesus was born. And so it was a really special place. And uh, my grandmother's funeral, we sang, Oh, come all ye faithful. She loved Christmas. And this is the sanctuary where they have uh, the uh, patriarch and the diocese uh, midnight mass for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, I could just feel her with me. And Sherry turns to me and says, Can we sing, Oh, come all ye faithful? And I just lost it, <laughs> but we, uh, we sang that together, and, and, and uh, I just wanted you to know that, because it was a really special moment for me during the week. And uh, we went out from the Church of the Nativity and uh, continue on our journey in Bethlehem. This is Shepherd's Field, uh, where the shepherds heard the, uh, uh, the call uh, from the angels uh, to go to Bethlehem, and it was really special. As you can see, uh, there's a sanctuary there also, and it's got a gorgeous rotunda where we all went in, gathered around in a circle around the rotunda and sang, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And uh, there's us going into uh, the sanctuary. But then the most amazing thing that really uh, just sort of grabbed me for the day was there's a little cave on the side in Shepherd's Field, which would have been similar to the cave that the shepherds would have stayed in while they were tending their flocks. And so we all gathered in. There's my stepmom, Mary Lou, her friend Michelle, and we're sitting behind them. And we started singing Silent Night. And uh, that uh, um, was right about the time another group came in right after us. And we didn't know them, but they all joined in singing together. And we sang Silent Night in a cave in Shepherd's Field together. enjoying uh, these stories, this journey that Randy is taking us on through the Holy Land and remembering uh, Christ's life and the, the places in which we encountered uh, Christ in very powerful ways while we were there, uh, remembering how Christ offered himself to us and invites us to offer ourselves for the world. And so now in this uh, next time, I invite you to remember that we are a people called to be generous because God has been generous with us. God is so faithful to us and uh, praying that God would empower us to be generous in our giving. Our Lenten worship offering goes to the Christian Resource Center or CRC, which is helping people in our community and surrounding communities who are in need. And as you can imagine, that need is very great right now. And so I encourage you during this offering time, if you uh, feel compelled or able to give, that you would do so by going to our online giving 
uh, site, our website, where we, you can give online, or that you would send a check into the church office and just make CRC or Christian Resource Center, put that in your memo line, and that money will go as our Lenten offering uh, to help that ministry. As we prepare to give ourselves, let us pray. Loving God, you have been so faithful to us and so generous to us. Help us to be generous, not, in only, uh, not only in the ways that we uh, give, but in the ways that we live in community with one another, giving for your kingdom, giving for your sake. We pray that you would use the gifts that we offer, that you would use us to be your love and your hope, your presence in this world. Amen. Thank you, Sherry. And uh, the next set, I'm just going to set up this offering. Uh, for the offering, I'm going to show you another video of, of us singing Great is Thy Faithfulness. But before we get to that, uh, we went from Bethlehem into the Galilee, in the area around the Sea of Galilee. This is the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and we went to Capernaum, where we went to where Christ called his disciples, where the beginning of the church was at Peter and Andrew's house, where Jesus used to stay when he was in Capernaum. Uh, we went to the area in the church where Christ was on the shore cooking breakfast for the disciples, where he asked Peter if he loved them. Just some amazing, amazing stuff that just blows your mind to think that we were actually in the same space and on the same coast. And if you see, this is all of us. We took a boat ride out onto the Sea of Galilee uh, as we you know, make the, the boat about like this so we can get a picture of all of us on one end. This is us taking our places as we're about to leave. And uh, that'll set up the offering I want to play with you uh, this evening. And while we were on the ship, we had a worship service together out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, the same sea where Christ walked on water and Peter gave it his best shot. And uh, as we were there, we, uh, we sang together, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Morning by morning. 
it's an amazing experience. Uh, and uh, as we finished that tour of the Sea of Galilee, uh, we went back into Jerusalem. And uh, one of the places that really just took my breath away uh, was the garden tomb. And uh, some say that this is the place where Christ was buried, was, he was resurrected. And uh, it's right next to the area uh, where everybody normally would think that same thing. Uh, but no one really knows one way or the other. And so uh, one of the experiences that was really amazing to me was as we continued in the garden tomb, this is where they said the site of Golgotha was and the, the skull envisioned in the side of the mountain there. And as we went down and walked down into it, you'll see this tomb. And uh, whether or not it was the actual tomb, it was definitely like a tomb that Christ would have been laid in. Uh, it's been widened and heightened uh, so that people can go in and out and see what it looks like on the inside. But the stone that would have been rolled away is about six foot in diameter. And uh, normally the entrances are not as tall as you would have seen in the other one, but it would have been super, super heavy, and it would have been right in front so you could roll it away. But that, they had that there on the side for you to see as an example. And uh, as we gathered together, we finished uh, seeing the tomb, and we went out into the courtyard area where they had this gorgeous area for worship, and we all sat down, and we had a communion service. And so today... Uh, we've had our intro, we've had our singing, uh, we've had scripture so far, and we're going to have communion together. And uh, as Pastor Sherry offers communion, we'll sing Let Us Break Bread. birds chirping in the background. It was just a beautiful day, a beautiful time of worship, and uh, 
You know, it sort of just synergized everything for me along the trip uh, from understanding where Christ has walked, uh, being in the footsteps of Jesus as we've been studying over these last few weeks, uh, into offering his body as a living sacrifice and taking the body and the blood literally in communion while we were there. It's kind of an amazing experience. And I want to conclude our uh, witness tonight uh, with uh, the story of the walk to Emmaus. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been on a weekend uh, walk to Emmaus, quote-unquote, or a Trace Diaz or something that's like a Christian four-day retreat. You get a chance to go. It's, it's a wonderful experience. But it really is all encapsulated in the story in Luke. And uh, this is the, the village of Emmaus and the monastery that was built there in that village. It's just gorgeous on the inside. We went inside and uh, uh, we sang there and then went down underneath uh, where the original cathedral was. And as we went down underneath, it goes even further down in the center into the spring. And this is the spring that fed the river that was in the village of Emmaus. is when uh, Christ would gather and his disciples would, and his followers would be there with him at the spring uh, that uh, really... I opened the eyes of everyone as they broke bread together. And uh, I'm going to read that scripture for you. It's from Luke. And uh, behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going further. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it's getting towards evening, and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. And when he had reclined at the table with them, he took bread and blessed it. And breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, And they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road? While he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and appeared to Simon. And they began to relate their experiences on the road. And how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. That's what I really felt like we did during that trip. We gathered together. We walked in the footsteps of Jesus. He explained all the scriptures to us. We saw everywhere he went. Or at least most of it. Uh, And as we got there, we had bread that we broke together and communion together. And then it became real, and we saw him, and we saw his experience and how his spiritual service of worship by giving up his body meant to all of us and what the story was really about. And uh, it's now up to us to relate that and to share that story with everyone. So I want us to sing this song. I know it's not Christmas time, but we've been talking about Jesus. We've been talking about his birthplace in Bethlehem in the Holy Land together. So I can't help but ask us to go tell it on the mountain. Let's all sing this together.
go telling on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go telling on the mountain that jesus christ is born while shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens there shone a holy light go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born the shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere go. Tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.